This podcast is brought to you by Media 8. Welcome to Off the Cuff with Kel, conversations from the front line, a podcast and live show for survivors and the leaders who support them. I'm your host, Kelly Humphreys, a survivor of child sexual abuse, advocate, author, speaker, ambassador, a lover of all things outdoors with over 15 years of law enforcement experience. Please support me in my mission to break cycles of abuse and trauma. You can help by donating to my Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash Kelly Humphreys. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 10 of Off the Cuff with Kel. Um, very excited tonight to have the lovely Jessica Jasmine, music official. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is just a gem. Um, we met, oh gosh, when was Australia's largest launch? Two- May last year. May last year, gosh, look at yeah. memory. Um, but the event was to raise money for um, the prevention of child exploitation and to raise awareness. And Jess was there singing her lungs out with her amazing, like, bone-chilling, skin-tingling song. <laughs> get your tissues. <laughs> um, I literally, I don't get, emo- like, I mean, I get emotional at events, but I don't usually get that emotional and I was like oh my gosh and it was just the most powerful song and she's finally been able to release it into the world Yay! like a year later it was such a big journey but the timing was just so perfect it's all yes. like your podcast starting my song coming out like it was just all divine timing <laughs> yes I love it I love it and it was just and when I actually got to connect with Jess it was just so cool um She's definitely a soul good person um, with a massive heart and her song is Rolling Back the Curtains and it is just freaking awesome. I posted it. So if you haven't seen it, it is on my timeline um, and you can find it on her website. So um, just before we get going, guys, we do talk about uh, child exploitation and child abuse. So there may be some things that are triggering as we go through and we have this conversation. Uh, there's support numbers on my website if uh, something does upset you and you do need someone to talk to. So um, moving right along, Jess, tell us about you first and then tell us about your amazing song. All right. Wow. Where to start? So one of those people I've moved around a lot, which uh, I think I'm 28 now. I've moved like 37 times. I went to like 10 different schools. I was always that that new kid, which um, looking back on has been a blessing because it made me very comfortable on in putting myself out there and networking, which um, makes it so much easier today when meeting new people. Um, grew up in Melbourne, did a lot of moving, eventually ended up here uh, well, actually, Brisbane. I'm now down in a little town called Potts Hill here in New South Wales, which I love. Um, now, I grew up in church myself, always uh, singing on stage. My mum from, gosh, as young as I was three, would get me up on with with the choir to sing and then would take me back to Sunday school um, for the rest of the service until later. So I had a really good surrounding of, obviously, gospel-style music. Uh, as I got older, grew into different leadership roles, uh, did a lot of going out and just helping people um, 
out on the streets, all that type of stuff, ticking off the box, if that makes sense. But one thing I knew from a very young age is I was I was supposed to be bringing music to the world for people, you know. So um, that's where I started to kind of go on my journey of staying true to what I knew in my heart I was called to do. Um, I remember as young as eight years old praying, you know, I want to write songs. And back then I could not write a song and it was a real journey, but also a bit of a struggle for me um, to even start writing music. So it wasn't until I was about 22 years old I was – um, doing my grocery shopping in Coles and I just started humming a tune and I whipped out the the phone and started voice memoing my little tune that I had and it was literally like a lid had been pulled off a, a bottle and from that literally that day on I started writing music um, and then I tried to go on the journey of, okay, I know I'm called to music. Where do I start? And I have to be really honest. My mindset back then was I can do this all by myself, um, Miss Independent, you know. And I went to I went to LA. I went to San Diego. I did a residency over there, had some great connections, um, produced like I think I wrote 12 or 13 songs in the space of a month. Even the producer there was like I've never worked with someone that – writes is fast I'm not trying to do my own horn but that was my experience and one thing back then there then when I was in LA was hey change your look sing a little bit like this and all these opportunities and you know the way Hollywood can be getting to that point of basically selling your soul and I'd always believed that when I did music or if I was going to do anything in this world, it was going to be for good. Um, and when it started to become a little bit more, you know, be sexualized and be this, I was like, I don't want to do it this way. I don't, I don't want to be like every other artist or be a fad. So um, I literally haven't released pretty much any of those songs. I decided to come home and do things the very long way, but the right way. And something for me, I'm, I don't believe you can play that game and then when you make it, decide now I'm going to do good. Um, to me, that's hypocrisy. You know, if you're going to do something with integrity, you've got to do it with integrity from the, the very beginning. Not saying I've fully made it, but the journey of rolling back the curtains has been super, super humbling. So, yeah, I came back. I was I, at one point I would wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning I would drive from the Gold Coast to Brisbane. I would work with my dad concreting, landscaping, <laughs> covered in concrete and dirt and as rough as it could be. And then I would go back to my dad's, shower up and get ready to go sing for gigs. And I would sing in the nighttime. Sometimes people are like, what's in your hair? Oh, it's just concrete, you know. Um, so it has been a long journey of doing the hard yards. I run a business as well. I still work. So the grind is real. The hustle is real, but we need to pick, we need to take pride in the process, if that makes sense. And I just keep telling myself, you know, if we keep doing it the right way, the passion will pave away. Um, and then yeah. the journey of rolling back the curtains ha has come about, which we'll get into some more uh, in a moment. Did you have yeah. any main questions leading up to that? Uh, so that's pretty much me being singing my whole life. Um, 
No, I just love it. I love, I love that you've got this, this integrity and you've got this amazing journey and that you're honoring yourself in the process. And I think um, for many of us, particularly the listeners for Off the Cuff, they know what it's like to lose their soul. And, you know, I think it's really beautiful that you've been able to maintain your integrity and honor yourself because, you know, it's so easy to fall prey to, you know, these big lucrative things that look real pretty and look really nice and we can easily lose ourselves in that so I just I just think it's so great that you've honored yourself and that you're um doing some really powerful um soul work and you know um from from what I understand Jess is is your main thing is about songs and and music that moves and transforms lives and changes changes social presets and um you know that's what i think rolling back the curtains has been like wow it's it really is like rolling back this like ripping the curtains apart you know and just going oh wow that's that's really really powerful so um if you haven't seen the music video you really need to watch it guys it is just so powerful um, so tell us, Jess, why why the passion for this particular subject? Why are you wanting to do something that um, you know is is showing this this real? You know, I mean, child exploitation is massive. It's um, I think one point one hundred and twenty million. Hang on, where's my stats gone? <laughs> um, there's there's a massive industry. Um, and, and millions of children are trafficked like every year. Like it's it's huge. It is. It's um, so where does your heart come for in in this come from for this? Yeah. So obviously with my upbringing, I've always had a big heart for people. Um, that mindset of just being an example of love and this whole journey. Yes, um, I, I've stayed as integral as I can. It hasn't been easy, um, but it's definitely worth it. So. Growing up with that background and those beliefs on, you know, giving love, uh, I've always had a big heart for kids. Um, I'm not a mother myself. I have a beautiful niece who I love dearly as well. You know, being having a lot of friends with kids and um, growing up in the, in, in the church, you're aware of, you know, overseas, the exploitation that happens. It is in your face and we see it all the time on ads and things like that and um over the last probably honestly since coming back from LA um it started to click a little bit more that wow it, it goes deeper than this um and then after COVID hit and having more time to go a bit deeper um there's definitely like we said it goes far it goes wide it goes deep so there's so many levels to this that it gets it's already dark but it gets pretty pretty darn pretty darn dark and um i went on this journey of really going down that rabbit hole and um getting to understand how this can happen where it can happen and even here in australia uh going back through some reports of different trafficking rings that have been exposed here in australia um, and even through COVID, meeting people, I obviously can't say their names, uh, but meeting victims themselves of whose own parent was in a pedophile ring, you know. So I, I've had these conversations firsthand um, 
with people that are victims and it just it does go really deep so I was carrying that on my heart and as a musician I that's my my outlet and basically painting a picture I was at home by myself sitting at my piano and I sat down at the piano and I remember feeling something very heavy on my heart and I kind of just played the first note on the piano the first chord and the the lyrics hey little girl don't say a word even if he hurts you hey little girl don't say a word the world won't listen to you they were the first lines that just came out and it broke me I sat there for a good five minutes just bawling because I felt the weight of what what was going to come and I I said a prayer I was like wow you know that that was me there god if you want to bring a song through me like I'm your vessel you know I believe in the power of that and I actually wrote the song in about 15 minutes I have a I have a recording of my whole songwriting process um archived away which I'm sure we'll bring out at some point and it's just me kind of playing and then crying and then playing and crying and by the time I'd finished writing this song I quickly sent a recording of the whole song to a producer Miklos Power who basically heard the song and straight away was like wow this is something we need to work on uh both being full-time workers COVID trying to keep a, a head over our a roof over our heads <laughs> over our roofs <laughs> roof over our heads we were doing the recording and and production yeah. in the very very small amounts of our spare time uh it took over a year almost a year and a half to actually record this song and surprisingly this is all done in midi for all the producers out there that know what that means we did not record one live instrument so every part of this production every element every sound Miklos and I sat there and basically went through sounds to see what what felt right or oh this is what I can hear for a guitar and we really went back and forth and paid attention to every part and each part of the song each layer had a purpose you know we were really aware of you know the feeling of it and yeah we ended up finishing this beautiful song and within weeks that's when the floods happened actually uh, last year northern rivers and my beautiful amazing mom who pretty much dedicates her whole life to everyone around her was down there volunteering uh, cleaning out houses and she met a woman named Haley. Uh, now Haley, you Haley, probably watching we love you um, runs a company called Be Inc they do a lot of advertisement marketing all the they call themselves professional attention seekers um, is the thing and they were running the event last year which you were at, were a part of and myself AWL Australia's largest lunch and my mom got into conversation with Haley and Haley was talking about the AWL lunch and my mom was like oh my daughter's a singer she wrote a song about this subject and Haley was like yeah I heard that being for every mum's always like oh my daughter's a singer you know <laughs> it's um, true it's, it's true, true. <laughs> so my mum was like no no please just like have a listen Thanks, yeah, but she's good she's really good <laughs> she's really good <laughs> so um I ended up sending a, a a link to a demo the demo version of rolling back the curtains to Haley and she pretty much called me straight away going oh my god I think you got to um, put an accent there. Oh my god! I, I know. Oh, actually, she swore, um, which makes it funnier. But basically, it was like, "Oh my god, we need you at our event. This is 
amazing. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, um, yeah. And um, basically that was the connection straight away. I was like, I felt the energy there and I was like, I'm going to ask Hayley about a music video because when I wrote the song, I actually fully envisioned a music video. I, I saw the whole, what rolling back the curtains could be. You know, it was the first time I really wrote something about that. I was like, wow, this, this is a song, you know, I was really proud of that, but yeah. Um, told Hayley my vision. Next thing I knew she was connecting me with, um, Richie Harkin from Hark Angels and through Richie we met Adam Dostalek, the director, producer of the music video and we had, I think it was just over a month and Adam and I were on the phone five hours almost every day going back and forth, speaking the vision, um, scripting it out. He was out door knocking, um, scouting locations. He rounded up uh, people to volunteer and donate parts to be used for this project. So the quality of music video, like the budget, I couldn't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you how much it would have costed if it was all out of pocket, but we were just super blessed with that process. Uh, meeting Paris as well. She was what she's our leading Paris, actress. She was, she's a little darling. She just, she's amazing. She just embodied that character so well. And I just, yeah, like I said, um, you really need to watch it because it is really chilling and turn it up really loud. So well, get, get your tissues out. <laughs> yeah, she did amazing. And that was another, you know, divine appointment. Adam sent me through all these, you know, potential cast members. And at first I felt a bit overwhelmed. Like, I feel like I'm online shopping, you know, and then <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah. like, I need to, I need to know a little bit more about these, these actresses. And Adam had had a really good chat with Paris and she understood the weight of it. And to me, it was really important that anyone that was a part of the project actually gave a damn because yeah. When people are all in alignment, the energy that comes through the creative work, thus being the music video, the more powerful. So we had the most incredible team. Like we did all the arranging, literally the week of um, ALL. I flew down on the Tuesday. We recorded Wednesday, Thursday. The team got it edited, ready oh for Friday. They edited that that video in less than 24 hours. So um, just the way it came together was amazing. I remember being the first um, scene we did was Paris running through the forest. Um, and, you know, it was already very real to me because obviously I'd flown down there, we're getting ready. But the Where first did it film just? Where did you it film? It was that? actually filmed down in Lithgow. It was freezing. It was so cold. Let's go. In, New South Wales. Oh, uh, Blue Mountains Way. Yeah. Oh, so okay. out Lithgow. Um, we actually got given the, for one of the scenes, we filmed at the same place they filmed SAS Australia, uh, if you've ever seen that series. So we had some really beautiful locations that if it was anything else, we wouldn't have been allowed to use. Um, but, yeah, coming back to the forest, the first scene, well, the first take where Paris just ran through the woods and was crying, I was watching the, the, the camera like from our angle and I just, I was so blown away of that realisation of, oh, my gosh, everything I, when I sat at that piano and wrote that song and envisioned this, everything is happening right now. Like 
I was just so, I was so humbled. Uh, and that to me was a big, a big acknowledgement to myself of why it's important to do it the right way. And when you put it out there and you don't settle for working with people that seem like snakes in the grass and you wait for the good people, it just, it just happens so fast. So to me, that's such a big testimony. And obviously you've seen the music video now. And um, for me, music is a spearhead. And I don't think we take as a generation we don't take it as seriously as we should. The power of music, the power of art, the power of film, all of those things because uh, they they break down walls and they're either going to break them down in a good way or a, or, or a negative way. Yeah, I just, I just find it so inspiring. I think the fact that you've honoured your vision and I, I really, I totally get that, Jess. I had my vision when I was 12 at a checkout after a night of, very awful things happening and I knew that I had to do this and this was what I was going to be doing I didn't know how I was going to get there yeah I just knew and right now I'm kind of feel like I'm a little bit where you were at that moment and all these people are suddenly coming around me to make this stuff happen and it's very overwhelming and emotional and it um, is. but it's beautiful because it's everything you've ever kind of dreamed of I know that sounds so cliche but and it comes back to another revelation. Like when I went to America when I was younger and had that, I can do everything by myself. I'm independent. <laughs> we really got to sit down, be humble. We can't do it by ourselves. We need people in our lives that believe in us. You need people in your life that believe in you. And that's how we build each other up. You know, it's not about I'm going to work really hard as a single person to get to here and then someone to my side is trying to do it themselves, but I know how to help them, but I'm going to go, oh, you need to go through the hard work yourself. We should be working hard and then our ceiling becomes someone's floor. That's how we build skyscrapers. That's how we make monuments and actually make a difference. So we do need each other. And as soon as I kind of made that mind shift of, I need people to believe in me as much as people need me to believe in them. That's where things really started to click and, and move and open in the doors started opening. So it was, it was really humbling. It was very humbling. So, so what's, um, I mean, how many weeks has it been out now? It's been out three weeks. We're at 23,000 views, uh, which is exciting and some really good engagement. Some of the comments there, guys, I've been seeing them. I'm just trying to figure out how to actually respond to them on YouTube because <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff. That's why I have Hayley. Um, but, yeah, no, really, really just so beautiful to see the response and um, to know that the vision I had is it is important and I did have something to give and I, I pray that, this song does go far and wide and is an example for uh for other artists as well um that doing it the right way it, it's worthwhile as much as the message is important as well so for me you would you would find this as well you you try and have a conversation about child exploitation or that happens in our backyard and people just close up they don't want to talk about it so part of this journey is making it normal to have the conversation. That's what this is all about. And um, one point I think people go wrong on is, and I've been there, I've learned the hard way, is when you do read into it and find the truth for yourself, it, you can feel guilty. 
you know you go through a grieving process and this talking about this subject guys is not to make anyone feel guilty about having a good life or anything like that this is everyone should be pursuing the best that they can be live the best life you can everyone has a different different sphere of influence my what I could give, what my sphere of influence was, was providing a song, you know, and starting that conversation. So I really believe that this song can help kind of pave a way to make people talk about the conversation because music is a spearhead. It's so, it, it pierces the heart and opens up for conversation, you mm. know, it cracks through the, the tough exteriors of some people. Like you said, it, you, you, you're not someone who gets very emotional, but when you saw the music video, it just it hits different when you use music or you use yeah. you use. Well, I, I really was impacted serious hearing you live actually, and I think it was a combination of uh, all the content because you know it was like child exploitation was really it was very raw. That whole event was so raw. It was so amazing. Like I I felt really empowered, and I know a lot of people come up and speak to me after I spoke as well, and it was just so powerful. Um, and we've been chatting since then, waiting for. We have, you know, like when's it coming out? One day we said we'll be on a podcast together. One day, and here we are. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so yeah, like I, I just, I guess for those listening, like child exploitation is happening in Australia, and if you think it's not, you'd be very naive. Um, and it looks a little bit differently to what you've probably seen in the movies, but that still does happen. Like, I mean, there's many people sure in my circle who've disclosed to me and look, I've got, uh, you know, I've had countless disclosures all of the time. Um, many men and women who've disclosed that they have been trafficked right here in Queensland, right here in Australia. Um, you know, and as you mentioned, um, just before about pedophile rings, they still exist. Um, and, you know, law enforcement works really hard to try to stop this insidious crime, um, but it takes all of us working together to raise awareness and to have conversations to stop this shit from happening, basically. Yeah. So, you know, it, it does um, it does happen. I don't want you to think that it doesn't. Um, it, it is framed a little differently in Australia for some things. Uh, I, I like to think... Um, you know, we're making a big difference having these conversations and that's why this podcast exists. I, I, I do hope we are normalising conversations yeah. through, you know, this, this medium. Um, but particularly um, uh, just when I was working in schools as a police officer, I did notice a lot of times, um, you know, it just it looks a little bit different sometimes and it may not be that, you know, you just think it's just a teenager doing the wrong thing, but a lot of times there's teenagers that don't feel safe at home, so what they'll do is they'll trade sexual favours or, um, you know, fall into, um, you know, very unhealthy, toxic relationships with much, much older men. They may be underage, but if that older man is providing for them, it might be drugs, it might be alcohol, it might be food, shelter, clothing, all those types of things. It's very sad, it's very tragic, but it is the absolute reality of what is happening. Um, and that is, you know, it's something that we need to know, police need to know about, um, so that they can do something about it, you know, um, child safety and those types of organizations. But if, um, there's uh, child exploitation material, child sexual abuse material, 
and you know about it, um, you can see the details, the Australian Centre to Counter Child Exploitation or the eSafety Commissioner, other places where you need to report that abuse happening. Um, if it's happening at that time, uh, you need to go straight to a police station. That's the that's the advice. So we don't lose evidence, right? Mm. So, yeah, but it is happening um, and I, I don't know how to make it more clear yeah. um, that we how important these conversations are, especially to have with our kids, you know. That's exactly right. And I think one thing, I think I said it to you once before, is I think we are definitely moving forward. It is, the topic is becoming more common, but there is still a long way to go. Um, I think I'm not a mum myself, self, like I said, can't wait to be a mum one day. Um, but I think it's important that we somehow get on a track on, we've got prenatal classes, you know, where you learn how to parent a baby. Um, you know, there's different things that we have to do when you're going to be a parent. I think there should be reform that every parent should have to learn about the signs of child exploitation. Um, I know uh, I was having a chat to a, a charity over in Cambodia today. 11% of all of the victims is through for over in Cambodia is through on online, um, is through the phones. And uh, I think I think there are some apps out there. I've been trying to look into it that they kind of filter certain languages, but if not you go, the right words. I, I don't know well right. enough, but basically the vision being there should be more tools for parents to to understand yeah. how it happens because we're in Western society, our biggest flaw is thinking it won't happen to those around That's us. Exactly right. And that is basically because of our ignorance in the nicest way possible is paving a way for it. Yeah. You know? So having knowledge, knowledge is always power. And having the knowledge of these subjects gives us the power to keep an eye out, coming back to cognitive thinking. You know, when I'm at the grocery store with my partner, if I see a kid by themselves, I'm looking around until I can tell there's an a, a parent there. You know, coming back to that tribal mentality where you look out for those signs, whether it's your kid, your friend's kids or a, or a stranger's, you know, keeping an eye out and understanding prevention is key as much as we need the rehabilitation and the rescue teams. And um, we've got lots of ideas when it comes to that end of the spectrum, but I got to focus on my lane at the moment. And my music is my pathway to hopefully eventually have the funds one day to put some of my, um, my goals and dreams in, in, in effect when it comes to actually helping these kids as well. But for, for now, we need to keep this conversation going, um, building up our knowledge, but one thing I came to in the last few years is we've become a fast food generation. We like to get our truths given to us for free without finding it ourselves. So just because I might state a fact or just because yourself, Kelly, might say this is the, the, the statistics, we shouldn't be sitting at home and going, oh, well, Jess and Kel said it's this, so it must be true. This is about encouraging people to come back to cognitive thinking, Do questioning and finding them truth for themselves because when you find it for yourself it hits differently yeah you know you find that um the revelation you the conviction if that makes sense in yourself and it becomes yeah. easier to talk about it well you that you retain the knowledge but i just want you to know that i'm always right jess and that's that. oh so, sorry <laughs> my bad we can edit that out right this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm never wrong um <laughs> 
No, like, yeah, it, it, look, we're doing, I think, um, there's a lot of work happening at the moment. And just um, you mentioned before about where to go for parents, uh, the Think You Know website, it's think with the letter U and then know, K-N-O-W. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a website affiliated with the Australian Federal Police and the ACE, the Australian Centre to Counter Child Exploitation. Yeah. You can find a fact sheet and how to prevent uh, and filter every app that children have access to and it shows you what you need to do and how you can put the right filters on and that sort of stuff there so if if you're a parent that's the best place that i know to go the carly ryan foundation also has resources but they are in partnership with think you know so there's there's heaps of stuff out there um guys so there's there's to be honest there's just no excuses for not knowing it's about prioritizing uh making sure that you are teaching your mm. kids and um, those around you uh, who, you know, look to you for advice. You know, they may not be kids. You might be an auntie or mm. whoever you are, but whatever you can do to speak into their life and help prevent this um, happening is is the best. So important. And don't think you're, you're, you're someone that can't do anything. Everyone has that sphere of influence like we spoke about before. You might only know five people, but you talk to those five people and that typical salesperson thing, that person will tell those people and so on. But it is important for me. I, I had a song to give and um, here we are, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been an amazing journey, my gosh. Yeah, and guys, if you've got questions for Jess, don't forget to pop them into the chat and uh, we'll answer the questions at the end of the podcast, okay? So make sure you're dropping them into the to the feed and uh, we'll get, get to them a bit later on. Um, Jess, I really wanted to ask you about that last, so just coming back to your music video again because it's, it's, it's in my head. Um, you, there's this scene where Paris is like running and there's all these people, and like I know I've seen this in in real life, you know. It just doesn't have like writing on the tape, mm. um, but it, I just I see the ignorance, and I see people who aren't able to respond and don't know how to respond or feel helpless. And um, I just I want to know what's going on there. Like, what are you thinking? And you know, it's I, so powerful that part. Like, I really that was. <laughs> kind of like a double-edged sword or a triple or whatever you want to call it but when I wrote those lyrics I know the ones you're talking about and I'll, I'll sing them for you in a minute oh yes basically you know a lot of these victims even though sometimes we see out in the world oh you know speak now um they still they still can feel like they're not being heard because the example of the world is that they don't matter and they do. Broken people matter too. And that's why coming into rehabilitation or after the fact, you know, providing love and opportunity for these people to to become whole again, you know, and I, I know how that feels on and many accounts. I'm not a, a victim myself thankfully but i have seen uh people very close to me who've been affected by by abuse and the long-term effects you would know this as as well kel the long-term effects of trauma it affects entire lives you know if it happens as a little kid and then they're wondering why they have anger they're wondering why 
they keep hitting this brick wall or why they feel like they don't fit in this world. And that's how they feel. They feel like the world has taught them not to try, you know, and. Well, there's no and, hope. And there's no hope. Yeah, and that's why we, we put these we put humans on pedestals, which we should not be on. We are not created to be glorified. We're, we're created to project to what's important, which is love. We should all be reflecting back to what's important. And that's love being an example of love. And, you know, that old school mindset of treating others, how they, how, how you want to be treated, you know, and, and that's why as an artist and kind of going back on why I chose this journey for music is, being an example otherwise you literally just become one of those preachers that are really good at talking but they don't live it we've seen enough of that i think they're called a wolf in sheep's clothing they are they are they are. (laughs) Um, but it's very prominent i think uh, i know i'm not the only artist i know there's other artists out there like ziggy alberts and those who have put in the hard yards to be independent so they can be real and raw and our generation is craving rawness why do you think people are so obsessed with scrolling and watching people on fail army or something like that? Because it makes them feel like, oh, I'm just, I, that happens to me too. I'm human. We're all just, we are all human. We all have our flaws. We all have our perks. We just stop need of putting a fake standard for our young kids. Look at what our role models are for young children these days. And don't get me wrong. I love a good party song, but come on, there's got to be more substance than this. You know, music molds generations. It does. It has. You look back through all the the big bands, even rock bands. My partner and I love our rock bands. And you actually listen to the lyrics. They're saying something. Nowadays, we just mumble rap and shit. (laughs) You know, like what are these lyrics out there? And I think as artists, we forget how important it is. As an artist or an influencer, you actually have a responsibility. And I take, I personally take that really, really seriously. You know, we get singers out there rapping about how they want to kill themselves and then we wonder why we have a generation who want to kill themselves because it's been made cool by mainstream media or to have low self-esteem or sell your body. No wonder we have a generation that's so confused, you know, and that's why I bring it back to being raw and having flaws and, simplicity being human we all mess up and that's the one thing i never want to create a fake standard you know i I, i'm going through stuff myself you know that it's not perfect it never is but we've got to take pride in the process and i'd rather it be a rough journey and a beautiful one that i can be proud of without regrets than the than the alternative um so yeah this these lyrics I'll try not to cry. I know I know you love this one. Basically, I'll sing them for you. So oh, the lyric okay, is... Ready, ready, everybody? Here to just, just get the ears on, tune in. Go go find the... She's a bit well warmed up now. She's done a big like... That's From all it. my talking. Boom, 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 <laughs> right? Okay, so, go for it. I'm ready. All right. So... <laughs> the world has taught us not to try. And break away from all the pain we've been trained to be afraid and fight out the fight we've been running for our lives we've called on to all the games and we will never play again 
then does a big build up to the chorus. Yeah. Um, the which you will all hear. You want the chorus? Yes. Because we're rolling back the curtains. Yes. And that's our new thing. On that note, so Haley um, and I and those who have been involved, we we've had a lot of charities want to, you know, have the song for themselves, and I understand why. It's a beautiful song, but I wrote this song for the world. This is to be shared. This is for charities who have the same heart to use. Um, as much as you want this is not you know one charity does it better than the others and I think there it is the time that charities start working together there's so many amazing charities some that you know work in one one side of things and another that works in the others encouraging them to all connect and you know conquer this issue together there's more power in numbers and especially if we're in in unity in it then, we have to be Jess. We have there's no other way to stop this. We have to. We have to be transparent. I'm sick of uh I won't say say names of them, but I I worked for charities when I was younger, did the whole door knocking thing, and I was so sad to learn of some charities how little actually makes it. Um so I'm all about getting behind charities that uh, are transparent and honest about what they do. I, the charity I spoke to earlier today, OzCam, um, Freedom Project, beautiful heart, you know. So there's a long way to go, but with all of us getting behind this, it, it, it is possible. We might not completely erase it forever, but I think prevention, putting these things in place can make a pretty darn good dent. Um, so one thing we're gonna we're gonna do, I know Haley and I did this leading up to the launch is um, basically making a trend. I want the, the phrase rolling back the curtains. If you ever see that anywhere, whether we have it on some merch, which we're gonna get out, people know that that is someone that stands against child exploitation. So what are we doing? We're rolling back the curtains on this because it is, it is important and it's time that we really, really push this. And um, you know what, the song should have come out, well, we, we said it should have come out a year ago, um, but now that it's out and I realised it's actually the perfect timing. There is more conversation about it. Uh, even mainstream media is showing um, some reports of trafficking rings here in Australia being exposed. So I feel the the wheels are starting to turn and we've got all, we have momentum to keep this going, guys. So rolling back the curtains. Um, putting on the spotlight. Putting on the spotlight, the things unseen. Yep. Rolling back the curtains. <laughs> the show ain't over, it's our time to see. Rolling back the curtains. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. It's so important. I just you wanted you to say that bit about, you know, like putting the spotlight on things unseen because I just think that's like so powerful because that's my mission. That's why I do what I do. That's why, you know, you know, we're in a lot. That's why you're here on this, you know, so I wanted you to come on this podcast because I'm like, we need to do, I mean, because I got a tattoo, Jess. I mean, I, I got a big tattoo, like all up my arm, and I thought, uh -huh. oh, this is this, this is not me. I was never going to get a tattoo in my entire life, right? But what a, what a <laughs> I did. said the same. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but when I posted about it, there was these people who'd been in my circle, I guess, for a long, long time, but I'd never had a peep out of. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this just brings about a different message in a different way, and. Uh, 
everybody hears messages differently and people are drawn to, um, you know, music or arts or, you know, my surfing, the world sport or whatever it is. And so as long as we're sharing these messages through different platforms, we're going to reach different mm -hmm. people. And I think it's important that we do that. And that's, that's you know, ideas and innovation and challenging the status quo has to come from all different angles, you know. It does. And all people from all walks of life. Um, so you're spot on, spot on. But it's so exciting. Um, oh, I've got a, a, I don't know if I plug myself, uh, my, jessicajasmine.com.au. Uh, We've got a website there. Um, I'm writing music for the people, guys. Uh, I am as independent as they come. Thankfully for the project of Rolling Back the Curtains, I've had some amazing support with that one to bring that to life. Um, I've got a lot of songs ready in the in the gallery that I want to get out in the world as well. There's songs about waking up. There's songs about healing after, you know, being a victim. And I've got so much music I want to put out there. Unfortunately, it does, as all things do, it costs money. So there is a spot on there if you want to contribute to upcoming projects, you can. Um, I, I'll, with all my projects moving forward with rolling back the curtains, we will be putting a percentage of any royalties, any profits towards charities. And um, we're going to change my website. So every charity we're meeting that has the right heart, we're going to publicize all of them um we want to bring light to all the people out there doing some incredible work um and that's how we do it we help support each other we help the the independence um and basically work together you know um music can help pave the way in all of this um and everybody sharing yeah love it I love it. So I'm going to have to rustle off on my buddies at like Project Paradigm, with the Ace, we've got AFP guys, we've got like um, the Morecambe Foundation. Everybody needs to jump on and, you know, be part of this. And, and uh, the child exploitation part of it is, is huge. We've got, I think Jen was listening before from uh, Not My Kid. Um, there's Safe for Kids. There's, there's so many different organisations that we're all aligned with that, um, you know, we have a real heart and are doing such amazing work. Like I always say the work is a few, but the harvest is many. And I know it's a very biblical quote, but, you know, mm -hmm. there is just so much uh, happening out there at the moment and there's just not enough people to combat these issues. So that means everyday people rising up, standing in the gap, not being a bystander, but being someone who's active participant in exactly. actually stopping this from happening. Yeah. And you can call it out in your workplaces. It's raising awareness, jumping onto charity days, um, you know, whatever you can do. Make the conversation normal, guys. We shouldn't be tiptoeing around it, you know. Make it normal. Eggshells. <laughs> and it's true because, you know, I, I think I, I often find, you know, if I share my story, they're like, oh, I don't want to get you upset or, you know, I don't want to make you upset. And people are just so, I mean, th they're trying to be very kind, but. I think more that you tiptoe around things, that's actually the harder that that it gets, you know. Um, normal, if I'm not okay, most people have enough autonomy to say, hey, actually, I'm not okay and I don't really want to talk about that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just give me a hug and leave me be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, just give me KFC, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, Jess, congratulations. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, just to getting it out there finally uh getting it out into the world um 
all your collaboration and connecting with people. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a charity or an organisation who uh, aligns and is listening to this, get a hold of Jess um, and she's got a song there that you can use to help your mission um, to break up yeah. these cycles. Reach out. I know Kel's going to put my email. Like we want to have these conversations. I want to connect um so that we can like like i said this is about partnership you know if you want to use a song we'll we'll promote you on a double l as well we're going to plan future big events to raise raise funds like we did last year for for the charities that are putting in the work so um there's so many sides to making these things come to light so we all we all have a way of playing a role in it um one way or another it's beautiful thanks jess um yeah guys so I just want to, um, I know Paris, I don't know if she's listening tonight, but I just, she was so great. She was so great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so glad that you got to sing. I wanted to sing too, but Jess, I'm really terrible. And what are we doing, Cal? We're rolling back the curtains. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> oh, look, I wasn't warmed up or riding on. <laughs> That's it. So everybody post a video on TikTok, Insta, whatever the thing is. What are we doing? We're rolling at the curtains. Ah, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we could do that too. We could start that. Start a movement. I want to know how to do that. We might as well practice on you. That's it. Let's let's <laughs> ride this thing till kingdom come. <laughs> um, and make make some difference on the way. And like we said, for me, double-edged sword, bring light on really important subjects, but all also pave a way and set an example for other independent artists. Um, I know long-term I've got some really big goals for helping victims, but also would love to get an opportunity of helping upcoming artists and really, you know, doing workshops that question what's your identity as a person? What is your legacy? When you leave this earth, what are you known as? Are you known as that person twerking on a TV? Or, you know, <laughs> you know, if that's what you, you want, awesome. Be honest to yourself. But you know what I mean? Like, find really questioning because a lot of these young kids that go over there they don't actually know what they want or who they are yet that's why they love the industry loves loves them so much because they're easy to mold um so this is all about you know helping them find who they are for themselves and i, and I love that because i find i love i love the quote without a vision the people perish right because my whole thing since i was like was always like to have a vision to have a goal and i would like no matter what trauma or shit was going down in my life, and there was a fair bit of it, you know, I would just hold on to the next goal and I would just chase it. And I think that's why, because I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh, my God, so much has happened and I can't actually keep track of what's going on right now. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, exciting but overwhelming to the point of like almost me wanting to shut down sometimes because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't, I can't contain this. But this is, it's all perfectly aligned and it's all beautiful and it's exactly yeah. how it's meant to be exactly I, I get hyper fixated and i just stick to this like like one track mind sometimes much to my detriment yeah. but um you know and that's, that's why we need more people around us it helps yeah. accountability when we're uh, another thing when it comes back to friendships when you're vulnerable and real about your goods and your bads you actually learn your your friends they learn you on a deeper level so when you're not being too true to yourself they actually know you. It, it can be a butt kicking. 
right and put you in place we so we need that my partner's really good at, at that if i if i'm getting flustered or i had too many things on and i'm spreading myself too thin come on what are you doing you know stay focused stay focused and we need that we need each other <laughs> we do we absolutely good people um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's so beautiful when you can find your passion and your purpose and you're right. Young people, I think, um, it's a very different generation and, you know, it's really important, I think, to know, I mean, they say seven times you change a career in a lifetime and, you know, that's, that's fair enough. But I, I think that there's nothing better then knowing who you are, what you stand for, and 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 falling in love with your passion because, you know, it's it's there's just nothing else. Like to me, there's no plan B from here, right? Yeah. You know, this this is what I know I was born to do. And if something else comes along, I'm like, well, that's amazing. I can do that too. But this is pain into purpose, and this is my significance. And I totally. I, I feel very inspired and I know that a lot of young artists will be, or anyone who listens who is a music person or creative or artistic, um, you know, it's really important to follow those passions. And if you're a survivor, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, and Brene Brown probably said it a lot better, but, you know, when we are feeling shame and we're feeling grief and we're feeling anger, it clouds mm-hmm. our creativity and it stops yeah. us from being able to fully express ourselves. So, do your healing work, right? It's really important because when you do that, you're able to express yourself and be able to write songs and poetry and music and um, all the things that are inside of you to be let out and to become like, you know, your your message or your, you know, it doesn't even have to go anywhere, right? But just the ability to actually put down what you're feeling and be able to express yourself without shame, without fear is so important Mm. and you should feel safe to do that too so it's not just being able to do that it's being safe to do that because you can't have creativity when you're feeling unsafe yeah yeah so do the work and on that note i'm going to just do a plug very quickly so guys you may have been following on my feed and i have just finished writing reclaim your freedom eight cycle breaking strategies for survivors Mm -hmm. of child sexual abuse you need to watch out for it because it's going to be free like i'm going to give it away right um so it's really powerful stay tuned for that um and if you like what you've been hearing on on these podcasts i need your help too um it helps me keep the live shows running so you can go to my uh patreon account at www.patreon.com forward slash kelly humphreys and there is a membership group where I post extra content and I would love you to be part of it um, because it does help me keep this stuff going. So um, stay tuned. Subscribe to my website, guys, because I'm going to be releasing courses soon and I don't want you to miss out. So there's lots of cool stuff happening. I've been really, really busy. I've got really exciting things to announce. Ah! <laughs> it's very good. Like I said, things are happening, Jason, because... I finally stopped doing my day job for a little while and given wings to things because I knew I had to. I had to listen to my body for a start. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I've never stopped believing in this vision ever. I've not once put it aside and said, I can't do this. I've had moments where I've struggled. Oh, and yeah. I quit. 
but I will never quit and I will never stop doing this. Mm. Um, I, I have to believe that this pain is for something, this struggle and the wrestle um, has to create something powerful. And I believe, I mean, I've, I think it already has. And I, and I love, um, you know, from speaking with you, just your integrity and your passion and your heart is just so beautiful, Jess. Aw, so we just connected that first day we met. We just knew we were on the same wavelength. And the more we've chatted, it's like, yeah, these are, we're just finding our people and sounds cheesy, but, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. What what you really believe in it, if you walk in it, you attract, you, you will attract those like-minded people um, and build up the, the knowing on when you need to step away from some as well. And that's totally okay too. You know, you're just going to be haunted because I've got like about 500 poems sitting in a in a in a box somewhere that I've been like writing for years, and I'd be like, Jess, is a couple of songs for you to see. <laughs> yes, collaboration. <laughs> oh, here we go. So watch out for me not singing. <laughs> I might start spitting some poetry or something, but um, yeah, it's very awesome, Jess. I'm so glad that you're able to come on tonight. Just quickly, oh, so what's good. next for you? What's next for me? My honestly, my next goal is um, the the music that I've got. So I have a pretty clear vision for the album I want to release. I know every song um, that would you know it 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 all works together with rolling back the curtains. Um, so that will be my next step and getting uh, my funds sorted with that. We're just waiting to start uh, launching our merchandise for rolling back the curtains as well to hopefully bring in some from there. Look. I, I may have said these stats. I know I did on the live of the of the launch. Um, streaming platforms do not make money for artists anymore. Um, it's only merchandise, live shows. So my goal is finding a way to get this album sorted. Um, I have an amazing contact with Brad Hoskins. Um, he won Producer of the Year. I think it was last year, the year before. He was also Amy Shark's producer leading up to before she went big time. Um, and he, I was fortunate enough fortunate enough to meet him during uni so I'm in discussion when with him about a price etc um, so I'm just I'm starting to look into it to to already in my mind kind of project what I need to get there so um, yeah pr pr praying and believing that that can come in so we can get together this album and then uh, start looking at doing some proper live shows with this music so each of these songs like I have a vision for every single one of them. Like when I write my music, I'm already seeing a music video on how it can be impacting or what this could stand for. Um, I have a song called Run and Hide, which I absolutely, is one of my favorite ones. Are you allowed to hear any little, little? I'll give you a little snippet. So the pre-chorus, which I really love, it goes, and I won't fall and I'll stand tall and I won't break and I can take it and then the chorus goes I got no right now where do you think you run where do you think you go keeps going but that song for me is a call to people to you know come into your identity stop running away from your shit it might hurt for a little bit but it is worth it 
So that's um, along with many others. <laughs> oh, I so. just love it. You've just got the best voice, Jess. I love it. It's so cool. Thanks, Kim. Just, so, just yeah. one, one thing, just don't forget us back here. Like when you become really famous, I want all the merch and all the VIP tickets. I want all the stuff, oh. all the tickets. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not playing. If I have a really, really clear vision on, you know, if my music does do well is always having a home. I think it's really, really always, it's important to have your house in order. It's, it's important to have your friendships and your family surrounding you. So everything has got to be out of the overflow of, of this. Um, so I, I can see myself doing, you know, seasons of music and then coming back home for, you know, family time and doing more writing but yeah everything's got to have have a purpose not just because um yeah. so yeah big vision long way to go but i i'm just already looking at what's already happened i'm like wow if i've already if i've already had the blessings of this so far i'm just already excited for what's going to come and i can hear it i can see it i've seen it <laughs> it's just about manifesting right. it now <laughs> oh that's awesome jess well thank you so much for being here guys again um jessica jasmine jasmine.com or do we have any questions we didn't have questions did no we? that's all right um i'll i'll deal with them that's all good <laughs> we're, we're time's up tonight guys but um thank you for tuning in if you are in our live audience um you can join my patreon community and support this podcast i would love you to do that and Stay tuned for next episode um, and I will see you guys soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jess. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for being part of Off the Cuff with Kel. Breaking cycles of abuse and trauma is not something that can be done alone and requires all of us working together. Your support makes a huge difference. If you've found the content of this podcast valuable, you can support my work through my Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash Kelly Humphreys. You can also find me on all major social media platforms. Through my website, kellyhumphreys.com, you can contact me for speaking in workshops as well as purchase my first book, Unscathed Beauty. If you found any of the content today distressing, please reach out to appropriate support agencies in your country. For emergencies, contact your local law enforcement agency.